Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm your host, Ari Mizell, and my guest today is Mike Payton. And Payton, as he likes to be called, is the visionary at EOS Worldwide and a certified EOS implementer. You're going to find out all about what that means today and how it relates to growing companies. So Peyton grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. He cut his teeth in banking, then spent more than 10 years running or helping run four entrepreneurial companies. And in 2007, while trying to take a $7 million company to the next level, which I, I want to focus on that at one point, uh, he found himself stuck and more than a little frustrated. And his search for answers led to Gino Wickman and to EOS. Peyton quickly became a passionate advocate of the system and a leader of a vibrant and growing community of professional EOS implementers, clients, and fans. He's now conducted more than 1,000 full-day EOS sessions with leadership teams of more than 100 entrepreneurial companies. So, Peyton, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's a great pleasure, Ari. Thanks for having me. So for the uninformed, let's give a one minute or less overview of what EOS is. And I know that that's probably a challenge in itself, but I have so much I want to get to. So go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll do my best. So EOS is just a simple way of operating an entrepreneurial company. And uh, what an EOS implementer does is work with the leadership teams of entrepreneurial companies to help the people who own and run the business get better at three things we call vision, traction, and healthy. And vision is just getting everybody on the team 100% on the same page with where they're going and how they plan to get there. Traction is instilling discipline and accountability everywhere. So no matter where you turn, people are executing on your vision. And healthy is making the leadership team a more cohesive, functional, open and honest team because often in an entrepreneurial company, there's just not the time or the mindset to get better as a team. And we find from there, as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the organization. And that's what implementing EOS does for an entrepreneurial company. Okay, that was, that was pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about, let's break that down. Let's talk about vision first. Yep. Now, lots of people talk about vision. There's lots of methods for creating visions. And uh I think that sometimes people confuse goals and visions. That's one thing. And, you know, we can talk about that too. I think that long-term goals are really visions. And the the place that gets me muddled with a lot of people is the where the vision translates to everyday action. And yeah. a lot of times they don't see that happen. So so how, do you, how does EOS sort of attack that problem? Well, we, we actually, you know, it, it is not as simple as getting your vision right so that everybody can go execute on it. Um, what, one of our fundamental beliefs, Ari, is that a truly great business needs to be really strong in what we call the six key components of every business. And so it's not just vision, which is getting everybody clear and aligned around one vision. And it's not just traction, that focus, discipline, and accountability. There are four other components. And so I just want to start by at least sharing those, those six key components with your listeners. So it's vision, everybody on the same page with where you're going and how you plan to get there. People, you got to have the right people to execute on a great vision. It's data. 
running the business on facts and figures, on objective information, not just the feelings, emotions, and egos that so often drive decision-making in an entrepreneurial company. The fourth key component is the issues component. Great organizations have teams throughout that are good at identifying issues as they arise and then setting them up, knocking them down, and making them go away for the long-term greater good of the business. The fifth key component is the process component, and that's about getting the most important stuff in the business done the right and best way every time without killing the entrepreneurial spirit or or making it a bureaucratic, uh, red tapey nightmare machine. And then traction is the last key component, which is just instilling that discipline and accountability throughout, starting at the top of the organization and migrating uh, from there. And so you can have the clearest, most powerful and compelling vision in the world. And if you're weak in those other five components, you're never going to be able to execute on it. Um, And that's why we call this a holistic interdependent system for running an entrepreneurial company, not just a quick fix for for an entrepreneur that feels like he or she isn't clearly executing on their vision. Okay, so you don't call it a quick fix, but I'm sure a lot of people kind of want that, right? So how what what usually happens? What does it look like when you go into a company, an entrepreneurial company? Like how does how, how does how does the process begin? Yeah, so the process usually begins with a with a quick phone call that I'll I'll have with an entrepreneurial owner or a member of the leadership team. And the the motivation for that phone call is they're not getting everything they want from their business. And they've discovered EOS by reading one of the five books in the Traction Library uh, because a a fellow entrepreneur uh, introduced it to him or her uh, because they happen to know an EOS implementer. And so this quick phone call is I'm just sharing what EOS really is with the owner or the, the leader and inviting that person and their leadership team to spend 90 minutes in the room with me so that I can paint a clear picture for the team of what a company really running on EOS looks and feels like. And from there, about uh, half to 70% of the people I spend 90 minutes with decide they want to purely implement EOS in their business. And we just spend a series of full days uh, working together with the leadership team uh, first to help them with discipline and accountability. We do what we call traction first and vision second, which simply means that we implement the tools that create clarity around who's accountable for what, what our priorities are, how we can meet and solve issues most efficiently and keep our numbers and priorities on track. That's what we do first with the leadership team, teach them to execute on their vision, And then shortly thereafter, we begin answering eight questions together as a leadership team so that when everybody in the room agrees on the answers to all eight of those questions, they have a crystal clear vision. They're all aligned around it. And at the same time, they've started mastering the ability to execute on that vision. And there's a crescendo moment where they transition from learning a new way of operating to, oh, all right, we're now just executing on our vision and it becomes more routine. So then what, like uh, one of the things I know is a big, is a big sort of tenet of the system is the level 10 meetings, right? Level 10 meetings. 
Yes, level 10 meetings. Yep, you bet. So, and what is, what, to, for people who don't know, of course, what, tell, what, what's, how does a level 10 meeting sort of fit into that scheme? It is a keystone. Yeah, so uh, the level 10 meeting is one of the tools that helps a leadership team gain traction. And so, you know, one of Gino Whitman's discoveries is that in most organizations, big, small, or medium-sized, uh, the popularity of internal meetings is quite low. Most of them are not very well run. They're not efficient. They're not productive. And oftentimes, they're not healthy. And uh, so one of the tools in the EOS toolbox is a meeting pulse where we want our leadership teams to meet quarterly so that they're coming up for air, taking stock and getting clear on their priorities. And then once a week, we ask them to spend 90 minutes together uh, meeting to do a couple of really important things that are best done in person, eyeball to eyeball with the humans responsible for running this business, really connecting as humans. And so the few things we do in a level 10 meeting are, first of all, we want to make sure our numbers, our priorities are on track. Week to week, we're checking in on our important numbers or measurables and our priorities or what we call quarterly rocks and making sure that everybody on the team has their numbers and priorities on track to be completed or on target by the end of the quarter. We also check in real briefly to make sure the customers and the employees of the organization are happy. And then we take a few minutes to check in on the to-dos that came out of last week's meeting and make sure everybody is able to say that they're to done. The leadership team members every week make a commitment to one another that they're going to get one, two, or sometimes five or seven things done. And we actually ask them to say out loud whether or not those to-dos have been completed to drive a little personal accountability. That all takes about a half hour or less. And that means that in a 90-minute weekly meeting, fully 60 minutes of that meeting or more is devoted to what leadership teams should be better and more efficient at, which is solving their issues. And so we teach them how to use a discipline called IDS to get better at prioritizing and permanently resolving the issues that inevitably come up on a week-to-week basis when you're trying to run a fast-moving entrepreneurial company. And uh, then the, the last part of the meeting takes five minutes or less. It's called conclude. And the reason the meeting is called level 10 is at the end of the meeting, we ask all the people who participated to rate the meeting one through 10 with 10 being best out loud so that if it wasn't a very good meeting, people are comfortable saying, I give this meeting a six and we need to get better at solving issues or we spent too much time on our scorecard or, or what have you. We're teaching the leadership team to work together to get better at running vital weekly meetings and keeping one another on track. So that's the level 10. And so what, what are some of the most typical issues you see coming up in those various companies? Yeah, so the, one, one of the things we're doing with EOS is we're teaching our leadership teams how to solve them at the root. And we believe the root cause of all the things that are holding you back, slowing you down, or ticking you off, if you own or run an entrepreneurial company, 
is weakness in one or more of those six key components. So a typical issue might be, hey, we've said our marketing strategy is this, but we're not consistently executing on that marketing strategy. And so we've got to strengthen our vision component to make sure that everybody's crystal clear on what our marketing strategy is and executing well on it. Um, Sometimes the issue is a person. And those are obviously the most frustrating and emotion-filled issues, but it might be that somebody doesn't share our company's core values, doesn't fit our culture, or it might be that somebody fits our culture like a glove but isn't very good at his or her job. And if so, we've got to get that on the issues list and decide what we're going to do about it, coach them up, coach them out, uh, whatever it is. Sometimes it's that our numbers are off track and we need to dig in and figure out why we're not hitting our sales numbers or our profitability numbers or our customer satisfaction numbers. And we've got to get to the root of those issues and solve whatever needs to be solved to get ourselves back on track. Those are just a few examples. And so that's through the growth, of course. Now, what, what, when, you, when you come into companies, like just in general, sort of what are some of the more common things that you're seeing? that companies are struggling with as they're growing? It's always this feeling by from the owner or the leadership team that we're stuck. We've hit a ceiling. Uh-huh. And, um, and, 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 and the, you know, some, some examples of why you feel that way are number one, we're, we're not growing fast enough. Um, we, 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 we were growing without hesitation for a while, very comfortable, almost a little afraid of how fast and effortlessly we seem to be growing. And and all of a sudden, things got hard. Uh, So I hear that a lot. I hear frustration about people a lot, Ari. When we did a survey about five years ago of all the companies running on EOS at the time and asked them to rank their biggest frustrations in their business, 82% of the respondents said people was their biggest frustration. And it's that their business partners or their leadership teams or their employees, sometimes it's their customers or vendors that nobody seems to get it or want it or care as much as I do. You know, sometimes it's that I've become, I hear this a lot, I've become the bottleneck. It used to be easy for me to orchestrate. Yeah all of the moving parts in my business. And all of a sudden there's so many people and so many different processes and so many customers that I can't keep my fingers and all of the little cookies that are being baked around my organization. And so it's that kind of stuff that causes an entrepreneur to feel like they're not having fun anymore. They're not achieving their vision. They're not getting what they want. And and that's when EOS seems to be a great answer for most entrepreneurial leaders with the right mindset about what they want. Let's talk about the bottleneck issue because I see that far, far too often. And I, I mean, I think I've I, not think I've seen companies fail largely and due largely due to the founder or someone becoming a major bottleneck. Because to me, stagnation is like one of the worst things possible. So, just delve deeper for me a little bit on the that bottleneck issue and how, like, how, you know, a lot of that's obviously ego, but some of it also just, they don't know the systems they need to be able to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, so first I want to give credit to one of our professional EOS implementers. Her name is Robin Osborne. And she's the first person I heard use this quotation and it's genius. And what she said was, 
Have you ever noticed that the bottleneck is always at the top of the bottle? And mm-hmm. so it's just a shout out to the fact that it is inevitable if you're running an entrepreneurial company that as you grow, the reason you're successful is because there's no job you won't do. You have a whatever it takes mentality. You are a problem solver, an obstacle crusher, a wall runner througher. That's what makes you a great entrepreneur. But there is a point in the growth of the business that you built from scratch where the number of decisions that need to be made every day and the number of important relationships that need to be owned and managed every week or month or quarter and the number of strategic analyses that need to be performed in order to continue moving your organization forward on the growth trajectory it's on, it's going to exceed your capacity. And most entrepreneurs don't know that that's coming until it's too late to avoid the collision. And so the first thing I want to share with your uh, listeners is um, don't feel badly if the collision has already happened and you're upset that you didn't anticipate it. That just makes you normal. Um, The much more important question is, how are you going to set aside the time and energy to identify where you're the bottleneck and what the right course of action is to eliminate yourself as the bottleneck? And we believe the six key components and strengthening each of those components systemically is a great way to solve that problem over time. And that's why I say EOS isn't a quick fix. You know, to strengthen each of those six key components, you're going to have to implement uh, a significant number of simple, practical tools, make significant changes in the fundamental way your business operates and decisions are made and priorities are set. And it's going to take you somewhere between a year and and two years, typically, uh, to start feeling great about the progress you're making. Um, and most of our clients feel like they've got it after about two years and they're back to running a business that they love and, and not be in the bottleneck any longer. Yeah. So, and, and so now another thing that, uh, I also find interesting in, in my work and I, I want to hear your take on this is team sizes. So I've, there's all sorts of different research I've seen. My team personally is five, including me, which I have found to be really, really good. Um, I've had much, much larger teams than I've had, you know, teams of two, basically. Uh, do you see any sort of things in that when you, as, as companies grow, like how they should be breaking down into groups? And obviously, there's no one right answer, but just generally. Yeah. You know, one thing I want to stress is, is the leadership teams of companies running on EOS are making the decision about the right makeup of their leadership team on their own with our facilitation. So there's no a generic right or wrong answer. Uh, what I observe as an implementer is is teams of larger than eight people. Um, it's like slamming a brake on a moving train. Um, when you get more than eight people participating in a strategic meeting where decisions need to be made and issues need to be solved, what ends up happening is it's so full with so many competing viewpoints that people start communicating to be heard rather than communicating to move the team forward. 
And, and that is when some unhealthy tendencies can develop, where some wasted time happens, no matter how hard everybody on the team wants to not do that. It's very, very difficult uh, to prevent those, you know, two, two things from happening. So I, you know, I'd say team sizes of three to eight are very common within an EOS company. Anything larger than seven or eight starts to get unwieldy. And anything smaller than three, um, you know, the, the question is whether or not investing in EOS implementation is, is the right plan of attack for you at this point, or whether it might make more sense to invest in a third leadership team member and help you gain traction that way. In your business currently, what are some of the challenges that you face at this point, since you have all these wonderful tools at your disposal? <laughs> Yeah, I do. So, so first of all, the EOS Worldwide leadership team runs purely on EOS, and we're um, uh, grateful to have Gino Wickman as our EOS implementer. So that's a great experience for me in that, A, I get to learn how to be a great EOS implementer for, from the uh, guy who built the system. Um, uh, but B, it helps keep us on track as a leadership team. And we're as guilty as any other leadership team on the planet of falling away from EOS purity and not recognizing and prioritizing and solving our own issues and over committing to too many priorities. And so, you know, I would just say humbly, we have the same challenges as any other uh, entrepreneurial leadership team. More specifically right now, some of the uh, challenges we're dealing with is our community of professional EOS implementers the world over has grown to north of 200 people. And so one of our challenges is how do we have that intimate personal relationship, not just between EOS Worldwide and our leadership team and the coaching team that we have, but also amongst all of the individual implementers that make up this great community. And that's something all your listeners who are growing entrepreneurial companies struggle with themselves is no different for us. We are very focused on how we can harness technology to accelerate the pace with which we share EOS with the world of entrepreneurs and how entrepreneurs use EOS to get what they want from their businesses. And whenever you're dealing with technology and learning and adopting new concepts, um, you know, it's very, very difficult to only use technology to accelerate or enhance an experience. Oftentimes you think it's going to enhance an experience and it really ends up detracting from the experience. So that's another common issue we're working through one quarter at a time, trying to figure out how to continue reaching the world with our message and, and adding value to entrepreneurs uh, without falling in love with the technology itself. This is gold. So thank you. And last, I have two last questions. So the, one, the second last one is uh, explain the difference between an implementer and an integrator. Yeah. So an EOS implementer is a person a leadership team hires to help their leadership team purely implement EOS in their business. And a professional EOS implementer is somebody who's uh, gotten trained by uh C.J. Dubay and myself, our head coach and I, run quarterly training sessions. They've joined our community of fully engaged EOS implementers, and they're devoted to being great EOS implementers. 
uh, and helping their uh, entrepreneurial clients get what they want from their businesses. An integrator is a member of a leadership team that becomes the the puzzle piece, if you will, for the visionary of a lot of EOS companies. And it's the advancement of a concept that the people who start EOS, who start entrepreneurial companies and grow it successfully until it's hit the ceiling and is no longer growing to the owner's satisfaction. Those people are often great visionaries who like to create stuff from scratch but they're not great running a going concern. They get bored, they lose passion, they're they're busy trying to anticipate and solve the next problem in the world. And so an integrator is someone who was put on the planet to effectively run a successful day-to-day operation for a growing entrepreneurial company, which then frees up the visionary to live in his or her unique ability being a great visionary and not getting stuck in the weeds, stuck in the day-to-day, miserable because you feel like you're solving the same darn problems over and over and over again. Okay, so the last question that I would like to ask on these interviews is, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? And you can interpret that however you like. That's great. So um, you teed that up beautifully by asking about visionaries and integrators. So the first thing I would say to your visionaries is if you are a visionary and you've hit the ceiling and you've lost the passion you had for your business, please stop the presses and do some work to figure out why you're no longer passionate, why you're not having fun anymore. Um, You cannot be effective for the long haul without your passion if you're a dyed-in-the-wool visionary. And so don't lose sight of it and figure out why you've lost it. The second piece of advice I'd give to that person is if the reason is that you're running the day-to-day of your business and you're really not very good at that and you don't love it, please consider looking into EOS and specifically the five books in the Traction Library, starting with Traction. And if you want to learn more about integrators, I would also look at Rocket Fuel, which is the book about the visionary integrator duo. And consider getting yourself an integrator to help your business continue executing in the trenches while you're operating as a great, passionate visionary. And then the third thing is, Just because your vision is clear in your head doesn't mean it's clear in everybody else's head. And it is your job as a visionary and a leadership team of an entrepreneurial company to ensure if you've got 40 or 80 or 120 people in your organization that they get it and want to execute on it and are willing to grab a paddle and start paddling the canoe they're in towards the same point on the far shore that you want this organization to go. And so your job as a visionary is making sure that's happening in your business. If it's not, it might be why you're getting frustrated and you've hit the, hit the ceiling. Absolutely. Awesome advice, Mike or Pete. So thank you so much for all of that knowledge and your time today. Where can people find out more? Where's the best place to get started on a possible EOS journey? Yeah, we very intentionally built the eosworldwide.com website to include all the knowledge someone needs to dig in, 
learn more, get started. And so I just very simply send your listeners there. They'll find everything they need to learn more about an EOS journey and get started if they decide there's a fit. Awesome. Peyton, thank you again. Uh, I really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Ari. Had a great time with you, and I'm here to help further if I can help anybody that's listening. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing podcast. At Less Doing, we help entrepreneurs who have opportunity in excess of what their infrastructure can support to set up systems and processes that empower a team to ultimately make themselves more replaceable. That way, they can optimize, automate, and outsource everything in their businesses in order to be more effective. If you want to find out more about Less Doing, the podcast, the blog, the books, and all of the wonderful programs we offer to help you get from where you are to where you know you want to be, go to lessdoing.com slash podcast and check out our OAO blueprint so you can get started today.